People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Wrestling fans, and welcome to another episode of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I am Matt alongside Joe. What up? Strap back and relax because we got more wrestling talk for you in a very special episode because we're talking fantasies. Yeah! Oh, God, no. No, not those fantasies. Get your head out of the gutter. Damn it. We're talking fantasy booking, ladies and gentlemen. And why are we talking fantasy booking? Because this month, we are debuting a brand new segment called The Following Contest. The Following Contest! Scheduled for one fall! I'm excited. The Following Contest. The Following Contest. Scheduled for one fall. One One fall! fall. We we talk, you and I, talk about matches that we would love to see. There is no wrong answers. So as we move along in the fantasy booking, of course, as always, we want to hear your fantasy booking. I can't wait. And how can they do that? You can do it on Facebook. Facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20 talk would be the easiest way that way you get to hear straight from us as well like instant gratification on yes. both both sides of the microphone yeah fa- fantasy booking really is is one of those things that when we first started doing this podcast that was like the first thing that you and i wanted to do wanted to do and we just didn't find the right time and now we have the right platform to do it it's going to happen, and I, we know you guys are going to absolutely love it. Uh, it's it's the what-ifs, and who doesn't love good what-ifs? We're watching uh, ECW Hardcore Heaven. Right now, we have 90, 1997 on. Not that long ago, we were watching 1995. We're, we're watching Taz work, and he was on this, ep- uh, this episode, on 1997 <laughs> as well, where he fought uh, the late, great Chris Candido. Rest in peace. I just looked at Taz, and, you know, especially in 95, because he had Paul Heyman in his corner, and it's like, man, I, there's so many guys that I would just, I would fantasy book against Taz. Taz in his prime, easily one of the greatest mat technicians, suplex artists to ever step foot in the wrestling ring. The human suplex machine. The human suplex machine. And then I asked the question, what if he got into the ring with a guy by the name of Brock Lesnar? <laughs> Brock Lesnar, Suplex City versus Taz, the human suplex machine. And then you throw in the wild card, you throw in Paul Heyman. I don't know if I could ever be excited about a Brock Lesnar match at this day and age, but I sure as hell am excited about that match. <laughs> you and I both, it, now that you mentioned throwing Paul Heyman in there, if it were up to me, that's what I would make the match about. Paul Heyman? Yeah, it would, it would be like the winner gets... The, the exclusive the exclusive rights to Paul Heyman's services. Yeah. You know, that sort of a thing. I think I think that'd be a pretty 
fun and interesting stipulation there. Before before you internet wrestling community people uh, start scoffing at at your your speakers, let's face it. There's there's obviously some really common sense similarities. They both do suplexes, you know, and uh, they're I don't want to say they're they're limited, but they're not limited in in entering work. You have uh, Taz who actually has martial arts training. Obviously, so does Brock Lesnar to an extent. I think Taz has more than Brock Lesnar yeah even even today both with collegiate wrestling behind them so it's not like uh either one of these guys is coming into the ring half-assed or you know with little experience I remember Taz at his his peak at his height yeah just in his attitude and the way he carried himself in and outside the ring this would be a really fucking interesting match they're both kind of of the same mind when it comes to shooting on people i get it that lesnar is much taller than taz but i i think that's probably the only advantage lesnar has on taz if if we're being honest here yeah i know i know there's gonna be people out there listening to this like oh fuck you it's Lesnar all the way, and Taz has no chance. Sorry, folks. This Bam Bam Bigelow is my, my my response to that. Yeah? Bam Bam Bigelow versus Taz. Taz suplexes ass throughout the entire... Well, I mean, it, for me, it's not necessarily about size here when I mention, mention that. Uh, it just... Okay. It, it is size, but at the same time, I think a lot of people, especially fans these days, especially WWE fans these days, yeah. think that Lesnar is this... Untouchable. Yeah, this untouchable, <laughs> all-encompassing badass. And and I'm not trying to shy away from that sure. standpoint, but what I am saying is, if you don't know how badass Taz was back in the day, then you're sadly fucking mistaken. This is not an easy match by any means, win, lose, or draw for Brock Lesnar. That's what I'm trying to say. Agreed. Since it's fantasy booking, the the answer is is yes. We, we You can change up which Brock Lesnar we're talking about here. Are we talking... Before he bitched out and left because he didn't want to do the job for Undertaker, or after where he got everything he wants because he's Brock Lesnar. I say after, and the only reason I, I am I'm sticking with that one is because he's much more inclined these days to be that much more of a dick. Okay. Whether it be in or outside the ring, and that's important for this match. It is important okay. for this match. I agree because he like he, that's that's part of it is his attitude. Uh, when we watched um, him at WrestleMania 34 mm-hmm. go against Roman Reigns, everybody was thinking Roman Reigns was, was going to win, us included, because yeah. let's face it, everybody was tired and and still is tired as of this recording of seeing fucking Brock Lesnar with that fucking universal title. But, it's a fake title. <laughs> <laughs> But he had Roman Reigns in the ring, and he fucking busted him open with those elbows. Whether it was planned or not, he brings that attitude into the ring now where he didn't necessarily bring it in before he left sure. with uh, over The Undertaker. See, and that that's, I agree, and that's where Taz differs from Roman Reigns in so many levels where Taz isn't going to lay down and take that shit. He'll shoot right back with He'll them. He'll shoot right back with them. Uh, doesn't give a shit if, if anybody cares in the back or not or tells him not to. Uh, he's going to do it. It's it's definitely an eye for an eye kind of situation. You have to ask the question, if, if he's in this match, let's say this is in a WWE ring, it's pretty safe to say that Taz would be told, hey, you're going to get suplexed 20 times tonight in Suplex City. Think Taz just does the job 
Or does he say, all right, well, I'm getting mine too, though? Obviously, Taz still has his own show, uh, his own radio show. Okay. Um, I would be really interested to hear what he has to say about Brock Lesnar, because I don't listen to Taz's show. Taking into consideration what I know about Taz, I think he would probably do the job up until it didn't sit right with him. Yeah. Whether that be before the match actually happened or during the match. Right. Because I could see if, if Lesnar told him, hey, you're taking 20 suplexes tonight. And that's that. Taz, I could, I could hear it almost immediately in my head. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, we'll see, we'll see. Twenty? Okay, sure, we'll see. And then you get in that ring, and it's a completely different story. Now I'm not saying fucking Taz is gonna uh, not take any suplexes, right? But I could see him the moment Lesnar tries to get out of hand and has a problem with the match. Taz is gonna have that same problem right back, and you know he's not gonna pull a Roman Reigns. He it, just it, lays it, down, it, takes it. Yeah, it would, it would, it would definitely be an eye for an eye. So certainly, no matter what, Brock Lesnar is gonna walk out of this match. As you said earlier, he's going to feel it. Whether he's holding that title hostage or not, he's going to feel it. You're going to look at Taz, and, and you're going to put respect on that name. And that's something that Taz, as the man, has always, always made his opponents do. I do remember during one of the WWE special shows, like one-off uh, shows they talked about ECW and it was like a round table that had Taz and, and Tommy Dreamer and I want to say both Dudleys at least Bubba and Brock Lesnar brings up or sorry Paul Heyman <laughs> brings up Brock Lesnar and Taz just flat out said wouldn't have lasted in ECW it wouldn't have worked out no that's 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 a whole nother can of worms well that's man. why I bring it up what if this is an ECW ring? Definitely, Lesnar does not survive. There's no fucking way, because he, as 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 much of a, a legitimate badass he that he is, mm-hmm. being an extreme wrestler is something completely different. Let's face it. Over the years, ECW has been known to have uh, like their own versions of death matches, a lot of barbed wire and chairs and kendo sticks. And again, I'm not saying he hasn't experienced some of that in the WWE over the years. Sure, but it wasn't like ECW. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I. That's that's one of those matches that I would I would absolutely love to see. I want to hear your again hear your opinions on that. Facebook.com slash groups slash twenty x twenty talk is where you can find us and uh, sit and chat. Tell us tell us how you feel about Taz versus Brock Lesnar. Now fantasy booking again. There's really so many things you can do, and as we're talking about about this, I I I lot of I, I I guess I freestyle a lot of what we do. On this show, I don't have anything written down in front of me. I'm not a very prepared person, but we're watching again ECW Hardcore Heaven 1997. We're watching from the Extreme Chopper. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of silly. It's like the equivalent of those vehicles that superhero action figures have. Like Spider Man <laughs> has a motorcycle yeah. for some fucking reason. For no reason at all. You know, Superman has a fucking plane, yeah. even though he can fly. Shit like that. Well, this is yeah. The ECW has the Extreme Chopper, and we're this guy Lance Wright, like he's super close to that camera. It's, it's like, extreme. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> so 
there's a couple guys who their rivalry was synonymous with ECW. So it's not really fantasy booking here. Every once in a while in wrestling, you see you see guys. We, we saw this in, in episode uh, 13. We talked about the Intercontinental title. As we watched No Mercy 2002, two rivalries become a tag team and even tag team champions that night. You saw Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit, who were rivals, win the tag team titles at No Mercy 2002. A storied rivalry in ECW was Jerry Lynn and Rob Van Dam. Oh, man. I always wondered what they'd be like as a tag team, because they were so good as opponents. And there's one tag team that really stands out to me as far as today's teams go, as who would be a great opponent, a great fantasy opponent for Jerry Lynn and RVD. It technically could still happen. And I'm talking about the Young Bucks. Jerry Lynn and, and, and Rob Van Dam, to me as a tag team, minus the goofiness, would be the Young Bucks of the 90s as a tag team. Very true. Very true. And I would love to see those two teams go at it in a fantasy warfare kind of match. Yeah, that, that's that's you're absolutely right. Those two bitter enemies, but damn, they would make a hell of a team. Oh my god, I don't know why I didn't think of that before. And you could go with anybody, really. I mean, as far I mean, any legit tag team, but the Young Bucks really stand out. This because not only that, but if you haven't been following what the Young Bucks have been doing in professional in professional wrestling. I, man, what rock are you living under? Like, <laughs> I mean, these these two dudes. Whether you call Pro- them, probably one that's been sold on the WWE uh, shop zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, don't buy that crap. <laughs> As we see Jerry Lawler on ECW. Um, yeah, they. No matter what match you put them in 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 these kind of big time matches these big time fantasy matches we saw this at supercard of honor back in uh, 2017 when they fought the the hardies the broken hardies no matter what even if it's a one-off match they put on these crazy good back and forth wrestling matches jerry lynn and, and rob van dam they bring in technical wrestling they bring in high flying and they bring in a little bit of the hardcore element too the perfect setting for a six-star match, if you ask me. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> even if it's not in the fucking Tokyo Dome. Even if it's not in the Tokyo Dome, it's still six-star. <laughs> very much could be a six-star match. So, yeah, what do you, what do you think? The, man, I'm fucking jealous of that one. I I, have, I absolutely love that idea. I, I think RVD and Jerry Lynn edged the bucks out on this one because uh, they're, uh, they, they all, like you said, they both share similar traits. Yeah. In style, but out of the two teams, I think that RVD and Jerry Lynn are the more technical of the two teams. Oh, absolutely. And that that's the winning edge for me. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And this is one of those matches too that if I had to book it, it'd be really it'd be really tough because so so badly you'd like to see these guys in like a hardcore style, whether it be a ladder match or something like that. But at the end of the day, I don't I don't need all that. I just need these two to just do or these four i should say to do what what they do on a daily basis just another day in the office for these guys just give me a good solid 25 30 minute match i'm set even if it doesn't go that long i'm still set because these these guys i mean man i just i love rob van dam but there's always been something about jerry lynn for me oh yeah dude. man he just one one of the biggest best innovators of today's style of high-flying wrestling. He was the forefront of that. You know, you look at Ring of Honor, you look at early days of TNA, it's Jerry Lynn's name on that. So he would have been in that ring with the Bucks had they been around when it first started. 
both either one of those promotions. So I agree. I think Jerry Lynn and Rob Van Dam win this match. Quite honestly, I really don't care who wins. <laughs> yeah, no. Just give me a solid match, and I, and I know they will. So that Jerry Lynn is definitely one of those cats who stopped wrestling too too soon for me, man. I I miss the shit out of that guy. I don't I I don't keep up with him. I don't I don't know exactly why he doesn't wrestle anymore. Whether it's due to personal choice or or injury or what have you, but he is sorely missed by a lot of the people that I know too. So yeah, man, that would that'd be one hell of a fucking match. Oh my god, him as a singles wrestler, especially in ECW, th- there were some surprising matches that I never thought I would enjoy back then that I did, like him versus Kid Cash. Yeah, they had some decent matches, especially when he was using the. Um, that pile driver with the cradle shock. Yes, the the cradle pile driver. Cradle pile oh driver. my god, that is a finisher for him. Because you, you know you associated him with you know high spots and and a whole hell of a lot. But he you you're right. He's super sound technical wrestler. On top of all that, you get the total package, no pun intended, and then you have him use that as a finisher at one point. You want to talk about a formidable fucking opponent? Like, goddamn, it was Jerry Lynn. It kind of sucks that he had the career that he had, because I think he was capable of so much fucking more. Damn, I've I've got like a laundry list of opponents that I would love to... Jerry Lynn? Yeah, that I would love to fantasy book him against. Anybody stand out? Yes. Okay. It's like there's like a fucking Rolodex going off in my head (laughs) right now. Uh, I'm going to start off with Shane Strickland. Ooh. Shane Strickland, for those of you who don't know, indie wrestler... He's been associated with PCW Ultra. He's been associated with Evolve. He is definitely an up-and-comer in indie wrestling right now. He's got this fluidity about him. It's also Killshot in uh, Lucha Underground. Yes, also Killshot in Lucha Underground. He's got this fluidity about him. He, you know, he's not, he's, he's, for me, he's got, he's still got some learning to do. He still needs some more experience, but he's getting up there. He's getting up there quick. And I would love to see him versus Jerry Lynn. I would watch that in a fucking heartbeat. Well, that's it's great that you picked because I just like you, I had quite a few guys that popped in my head for Jerry Lynn, and at some point over the course of the following contest, it's definitely going to be brought back. This, this is a name that's going to be used quite a bit, so get used to it. And certainly check out Jerry Lynn if you haven't checked out Jerry Lynn. But I'm glad you picked Shane Strickland because that's what Jerry Lynn did, especially in the latter part of his career. He took young guys and made them better. That's what I was. That's what I was alluding to with Ring of Honor and and TNA. It was. Well, I, I know for sure he's still doing that. He he definitely trains mm-hmm. younger younger talent. That I know for sure. I don't know who he's trained as of late, but yeah, that's what he does. So he's still he's still within the wrestling uh, world, just not active in the ring. Not, yeah, yeah. But that's that's the thing. It's it's getting these young cats over, and Shane Strickland definitely could use. Somebody like Jerry Lynn because I agree, I agree he's he's there and, and, and when you by you saying he's not quite there yet I I need everybody to understand you and I I'm speaking on behalf of you but I know this is that you're not he's not green oh God no no no, no he's not <laughs> so, green at all so don't, no. don't get it twisted by that way like he's not he's not green he's he's he can go yeah he's highly capable folks there's just a few things that need to be worked on and I agree with that again the the a work with Jerry Lynn is probably the right prescription for him because you're gonna get first class look at a total package wrestler that total package wrestler is going to 
teach you everything that he knows and then some. There was, I, I want to say it was an Instagram post or a Twitter post, uh, I think in April of this year, 2018, where Strickland is in the locker room at some event and he's pictured with Ultimo Dragon. Oh. And I was like, holy shit, like... If he could just be a sponge <laughs> yeah. while he's around him, you know, pick up whatever he can from the Ultimo Dragon. Oh my God, that's what he needs. He needs he needs that uh, that guidance. He he like I said, he just needs a little bit to to get to get him to the next level of his career. But awesome, awesome wrestler. Like I said, very fluid, high flyer. Uh, I, I at this point, like cruiserweight has become such a generic term for you know like small high flying guys, but he's much more than a cruiserweight. Like he's he's uh he's like uh an ultimate cruiserweight. Yeah. You know. Uh, I'm looking up Jerry Lynn. He officially retired in 2013. Yeah. So he's he's officially retired, but he does work for Ring of Honor. Uh, he is a backstage agent and producer. So. Yeah, he's definitely helping out the young young talent there. I mean, I, I miss I miss the hell out of Jerry Lynn. I got to see him a couple times at Ring of Honor shows, so I I, I definitely got to see him live, and and that was that was fucking awesome. Yeah. At the time when I first saw the Jerry Lynn RVD rivalry, I didn't re- I didn't realize what I had. Like, it, it, it just. <laughs> I think a lot of people were that way. Yeah, you know, I had to rewatch those matches, and I I couldn't tell you uh, how many times I I've seen their matches. It, it's been countless times. No matter how many times I've seen it, it's like it's like the first time all over again. It's, yeah. Man. It's this some of the best wrestling matches I, that's what wrestling is all about right there you ready for another one yeah hell yeah let's do it i kind of want to give different examples to, to show our, our listeners what exactly we're talking about it's not just matches necessarily fancy booking it's what about the rivalries what about a good match but also good talkers Oh, yeah. Good promos are always appreciated. And I take one of the best talkers in the from the Attitude Era, one of the best, uh, and he's not an Anawai, <laughs> and put him against who I feel is the best talker in the WWE right now. Oh, I'm interested. Who are we talking about? We're talking about Stone Cold from the Attitude Era, and he's got beef with a guy by the name of Kevin Owens today. Man, <laughs> I, the for, angles. Yeah, for, well, for those of you who don't know, there's a. You can go back on Stone Cold's podcast where he has Kevin Kevin Owens on as a guest. They talk about the finer points of executing a Stone Cold stunner, mm-hmm. and you you want you think about it. The casual wrestling fan will sit there like, well, there's nothing to it. You just kick the guy in the gut, and you grab him by the <laughs> neck, and you drop him. And and I'll be I'm guilty of of that that frame of mind that you know that point of view. But sure. Stone Cold breaks it down like from a technical aspect. It is really interesting conversation. I don't know if if podcast one because it's an older episode. I don't know if they're still on that fucking kick where you have to uh, subscribe to them like a monthly fee f- to to access the archives or not. But okay, uh, maybe check it out on YouTube if you don't want to throw throw out the dough to podcast one. I'm sure someone's uploaded it, or at least the clip. But it, it's uh, Stone Cold uh, talking with Kevin Owens. They're talking about the finer points of delivering a Stone Cold stunner because Kevin Owens apparently had had done it in a match once or twice. And Stone Cold's like, you didn't do it right, son. You didn't do it right, you know. And this is what you do. This is how you do it. <laughs> it was really fucking cool to hear that back and forth. 
I was geeking out because I'm a fucking wrestling dork. Yeah. And uh, just interesting conversation. But to have them to talk against each other, that's like a whole nother fucking level to this. And they kind of do it during that interview. Mm-hmm. Because at the time of, of the interview, I think before the interview happened, Kevin got on Twitter because they were talking about use like him using the stunner he was gonna he was he was joking with stone cold about how he was gonna use the stunner as his finisher from now on and (laughs) and stone cold's like you can't do it you can't use it as i'm not giving you permission to use it as your finisher because you don't know how to do it right and that's how the conversation started so he's like let me tell you how to do it right before you go and make it in your finisher hell yeah dude oh my god and they were you know they were drawn back and forth and it was friendly then but just hearing them to interact with each other on that level oh my god the the amount of potential there in in that oh, yeah. in, in that verbiage oh my god you yeah. know i don't know if i actually i'll, I'll stand and i'm i'm probably gonna get some heat for this one but stone cold never had the counterpart that is kevin like kevin owens in the attitude era nobody as quick on their feet as or quick on the mic as as kevin owens was i think kevin owens is better than than the rock was you think so? I do. The Rock was great at catchphrases and and and. I I don't I don't know I don't know that I agree with you on this one. I, I think he's up there. I'm not. I'm not s- saying The Rock is bad. Know your role. No no <laughs> I, I, no I don't and I'm not saying I'm not saying that you are saying that. But as far as being quick witted, I think The Rock is up there. I think he's up there with the Kevin Owens. I don't know. I'm giving you the Intercontinental Title, but I tell you what, no 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 no. But I tell you what. The Rock said it before, and he'll say it again. You go one-on-one with the great one. Makes your monkey ass famous. Tonight, Tacoma World Title Match. Yeah! Tonight, the championship on the line! No, Rock, it's not a good idea! So now, so now, Triple H, The Rock says, what you gonna do when the 24... No, wait, that's not it, that's not it. That's not it. Hold on, that's not it. Oh, this is it, this is it. To be the man, woo, you gotta beat. No, wait, that's not it. <laughs> that's not it. Oh, this is it. Ooh, yeah, dick. Oh, damn it, that's not it either. Don't worry, yours is no better. Oh, wait, this is it. This is it. I am the best there is, the best. Of- no, wait, that's not it either. <laughs> that damn sure ain't it. This is it. The most electrifying line in sports entertainment today. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Kevin's a, Kevin's a lot of things, but it, you know what? It's like apples and oranges for me. Sure. So, but he's definitely up there for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. It would it would be interesting to have the Rock come back now. I, d- you know, do a guest spot here or there. I and, guess from kind of jaw with these yeah. guys to see to see how it would go. I guess for me, even growing up, I just got really bored of see with the rock it was for me it just sounded like a lot of the same shit being said every single week there, there was you know when he had the the rivalries with with triple h he'd say the same x y and z big show x y and z the undertaker x y and z and just it was it was always the same it was always the same where yeah steve austin had his catchphrases but they were just kind of used to like finish a sentence and that was it you know with the exception of the what chance which i hated what? I was just saying, it's been an incredible. What? It's been a great night. What? Here tonight. What? 
Well, Steve, you know, it's gonna just... What? It's gonna just get even... What? Now go ahead. <laughs> but the difference between Kevin Owens and, and The Rock is that Kevin Owens is very much, I feel very much like Stone Cold, where he feeds off what's being said more so than, than anybody else. You, I hate you so much. You are such a piece of shit. Hey, let's chill. But I'm a piece of shit. That's true. true. I can appreciate pieces of shit. And they always say, if you can't beat them, join them. Well, I tried to beat you, and I couldn't. So now, I got your goddamn back. I'm not going to suck your dick, but I will make everybody who tries to stand in your way suck your dick. Everyone. Tell me who. Candace, Elgin, Joey Ryan. Not these two. I don't do that. They're good Christian boys. They don't do that shit. Right on. I, and this is where this is where I have my disagreement with you. I, I agree with that sentiment, but as far as The Rock goes, he's highly capable of that, even though you don't get to see it off. Okay. Go back. I, I don't remember the time frame here, but I'm sure it's available on the WWE Network. Tri- Triple H and The Rock, their rivalry, when they were going back and forth, mm-hmm. there's exchanges between them two where things were completely off script on multiple occasions, and you get to see The Rock react organically. Okay. Uh, you know, off the cuff, however you want to... Whatever vernacular you're choosing, but I think those are the best examples of what The Rock is capable of, and it's not the same old humdrum, you know, delivery and, and things like that that you're talking about. That's fair. I'll have to. I'll definitely have to go back and look at that. And I, and again, for anyone who beats me up, I get it. Rock is a great talker. I don't need to be told that. <laughs> All right, you know, shut up. <laughs> so, that's how I silence my critics before they start criticizing me. Um, but yeah, I guess that, that was always my thing. It was it was a lot of the same regurgitated shit. But uh, you, you're right. I he is he is very quick on uh, on his feet. He's proven that many times. But I guess with Kevin and and and, and Stone Cold, it, it's it's just a different style. It's a style that maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's just the different style of always being organic. Even you know, even if you have a script, it's all it, it is always feels organic. I should say with Stone Cold. It's way when it was Stone Cold now with Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens doesn't have a catchphrase no you know what I, I think it's more than that though because these days with the WWE and their product a lot of it is overproduced and very tightly scripted you know these it's gotten to the point with that company where you can't even come out during your entrance and like be organic it's like here you're gonna go out you're gonna do this pose you're gonna do this kind of interaction with the fans and then you're gonna get in the fucking ring <laughs> simple as that and it's all you know it's that scripted these days yeah and it, it just it wasn't like that before at least not to that extent so that's the other that's the other factor in all this I think for for us to to see what Kevin Owens is really truly capable of, we'd have to go and watch some PWG shows, Old Ring of Honor. Oh yeah, you know when when he was Kevin Steen. So I think that that w- those would be the best examples of of what he's capable of on the microphone. Speaking of Kevin Owens, did you, did you hear about the uh, report that Vince McMahon is telling them lose your gut or lose your spot? You know what? This uh, I'm not surprised. I, don't, I can't confirm it is a legit thing, but it's, uh, if it's going it, around the internet right if now. It's, if it's true, I'm not surprised. And the only reason I say that is because, one, Vince is the one paying you. He signs your paychecks. 
And two, Kevin Owens wouldn't be the first first wrestler that has been told that over the years. Big Show has been told that. Mark Henry. Both of those guys. Like, <laughs> hey, we've, we're paying you all this fucking money. We're asking you to be at a certain weight or, or you know, at least lose weight. Yokozuna back in the day was told that he's got to keep it under a certain weight. I get it. He's a, a sumo. He was also came back at 500 pounds, though. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you got, you know, no disrespect, but you got to be able to move. You got to be able to move, and you got to stay stay somewhat healthy for for the type of work. Now, you're do doing. you think that's an issue with Kevin Owens right now? He's got a gut on him. There's no doubt about it. You think that's an issue with Kevin Owens? Unfortunately, I do. Yeah, I do because I'm used to him being a little more active in the ring, uh, and and I'm sure I'm sure the internet wrestling community is gonna beat me up on this, but I'm used to seeing the Kevin Owen or the the man who used to be Kevin Steen when he was in Ring of Honor. Yeah, and a little slimmer and PWG where he moved a little quicker. I think that's where a lot of people are turned off by by Kevin Owens is that one he's not moving as quick as he used to and two his style his style his style of wrestling isn't a style that goes over well with a lot of fans I just had a conversation the other day with someone from a different group I won't mention the name of the group but someone much older than me was telling me I can't get into Kevin Owens because I I don't like his style and he's sluggish and and the whole nine and I I half-heartedly agreed with him okay because that for me that even even his style is an acquired taste you know a, a lot of a lot of what he does is a lot it's just a lot of punching a lot of punching and a lot of kicking you give him enough time and you let him do what he does best in that ring and you will get the the Kevin Owens that you want that you're looking for but unfortunately not to sound like a broken record folks but this is what happens when the WWE signs somebody like Kevin Owens like Shinsuke Nakamura like AJ Styles they're limited it's manufactured to be that way well that's why that's the point I was gonna think I was gonna ask is do you think it's hypocritical when I'm not saying WWE made him fat or fatter. <laughs> you know, well, he's eating good now. Yeah, that's for damn sure. That's 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 his own doing, of course. But <laughs> the fact that he didn't have to do anything. You don't have to be... Look, you don't have to be a good wrestler to be in a WWE. We, we both know that. You just have to be a good sports you entertainer. You have to be a good sports entertainer. And, and that's two different things. We we brought up Kevin Owens for this rivalry. He, I love Kevin Owens. I obviously loved him as Kevin Steen. Great wrestler. Not shitting on him at all. But this was brought up mainly for the fact that he's great on that microphone. And let's face facts. Stone Cold post SummerSlam 97 was a lot of punch and kicks too. You know, he can say whatever he wants to say about doing a perfect stunner. His wrestling was far from perfect at that point. Again totally different thing he wasn't fat but he had a fucked up neck obviously his knees were fucked up too he was a broken down man at this point like it just deteriorated you know going into 98 99 and 2000 was horrible for yeah. him it's just one of those things where you have to just accept the the style of wrestling for what it is stone cold because he has to kevin owens because that's all they allow him to be you know kevin owens had you know it starts with, for me, it started with his finisher. The move that he was doing in, in Ring of Honor was fucking brutal. 
that finisher, <laughs> very brutal. That curled up pile driver he would do to a pop up power bomb. Yeah, whatever, that's fine. But then it just goes downhill from there. It's just we well, don't have to do this anymore. You don't have to do that anymore. And let's face facts: so many wrestlers or sports entertainers in WWE do mostly punches and kicks now too. So Shinsuke Nakamura, you ain't doing strong style, my friend anymore. You're just doing it's it's pseudo strong style. Yeah, yeah. It's at best, you know. <laughs> you know, AJ Styles went from the Styles Clash to a forearm as his finisher finishing move. So, yeah, punches and kicks is what's done. I mean, you might as well call them WWFC. I mean, that's <laughs> that's what they are now. So again, I'm not a, I'm not blaming WWE for making Kevin Owens fatter. Okay, that's his doing. That's Kevin Steens. That's his real name. That's his doing. What I am saying is it sounds very hypocritical when you're now you're telling him you need to be more active. When he's in that ring, you're telling them don't do it that much. Yeah. You know? Yeah, just, s- slow it down. Don't yeah. yeah, don't do this, don't do that. You don't have to do this. Yeah. When he was clearly a fucking workhorse before you signed him. Yeah. That's a guy right there that I guarantee you day one, he would have taken that ring and carried it on his back. Oh, if, hell yeah. if you told him to. If that's what you need him to do, he'd do it. That's that's the type of passion that he has for the business. And I, I don't think he doesn't have that now. I never really paid attention to the sluggishness because I don't look at these matches as legit matches. Do you remember do you remember when he first got signed, him and Sami Zayn? Yeah. And the amount of drool coming out of our mouths about holy shit, if they just let them, you know Oh yeah have at it against each other. Oh yeah. How how great this would be. Yeah. That never really came to Full fruition. You got a little bit in NXT. A little bit. But yeah, you're right. A, a fucking drop in, in a bucket, man. That's what it was. It's it's a shame. It's a shame. You know, and it's... I don't want to go too deep into this. Because not what this, show, this episode's about. But, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles. The exact same thing. You know, we're talking June 17th here. In a couple weeks from now, we're talking Money in the Bank. And this is... Shinsuke versus Nakamura 4 in the WWE. And I've given two shits about one of those matches. That WrestleMania match, I did care about. Well, yeah, because it was... You know, it was being billed as the first time ever in, in WWE in the dream match for the WWE yeah. universe. And, and, and I don't know why. I don't know why. And I'm going to sound really extreme here, and I don't mean to, but that match really broke my heart because it, it was bad. You, yeah. you And I've said this in, in, our, in our Facebook uh, group page that I didn't think it was possible that WWE could make me look at AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura and not care. Yeah. And they did that. They absolutely did that. And it sucks. It does. I think I think a lot of people out there who, who don't or haven't, yeah, I'll say that, who haven't uh, experienced these these wrestlers in in other places than the WWE that's that's what's lacking from from their point of view when we talk about AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura we we would love to see them as they were in New Japan Pro Wrestling you can do that through New Japan World go get yourself a subscription 
You want to see Kevin Steen and Sami Zayn, a.k.a. El Generico, do what they do best? Unfortunately, you're not going to catch that on the WWE Network or in the WWE product. But you can catch it on the Honor Club. It's 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 things like that. Like, you, you're going to have to, for those who don't want subscriptions and you want to go still find some shit for examples, we'll post some examples on our, our companion playlist on YouTube or via YouTube. We'll, yeah, we'll no throw excuses. Some, yeah, we'll throw some examples together along with... With this episode so that you can see what the fuck we're talking about but yeah there's it's it is it's fucking heartbreaking that you're taking this talent all these wrestlers they're actual professional wrestlers you're limiting them because you're turning them into sports entertainers look at where this is happening too where nakamura versus styles four is happening and i'm gonna sound i'm gonna be biased here but if you ask so many wrestlers you know especially those who are doing all in Chicago is one of the greatest wrestling cities in the world. I'm not going to have this argument say that it's the greatest. <laughs> I did say one of the greatest. Okay, so for all you New York New Yorkers and you know Philadelphia people and everybody else all over the world, your city's great too. There's no doubt about that. But Chicago is one of the greatest wrestling cities in the world. This finally we get AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. What a fucking dream match that turned into a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I. Oh my god, I would be under under other circumstances. I'd be super fucking excited. I'd go I'd, to the show. I'd go to the show. I'd go to the show. I'd pay fucking out the ass. To go see this happen. Yeah. Now I could care less. Care less. It, it, it's all about what you do inside that twenty by twenty ring. That's man. That's that's. It's a shame. It's a damn shame. Speaking of of not being a dream match, again we're watching Hardcore Heaven '97 ECW. Catch it on the WWE Network. Get yourself a subscription. Twenty X Twenty Crew dot com slash podcast slash WWE Network, all one word for you. Jerry the King Lawler versus Tommy Dreamer, you know, it's they're doing hardcore style wrestling, and that's cool. For somebody who didn't like ECW at all, uh, help me out here. Maybe I, I never really understood the re- re- real reason why. Why the hell did he, do, did he come to ECW then? He's, well, getting, he's getting paid to. He's getting paid to, that's so that's the this, why. This is, this is a, man, this is like a whole other episode, but really quick. Yeah. You've got... You've got him, you've got Lawler, Jerry the King Lawler, working for the WWF at the time. Right. The WWF is secretly financing ECW. Yeah. And at, it, at least partially. And in 97, they also invite ECW to Raw. They invite ECW Raw. That was all a work. They were all in cahoots with one another. Yes. This is why Jerry the King Lawler is doing an ECW event. It's a favor from Vince to Paul Heyman at the time. Gotcha. To, to okay. keep them afloat. That's what it was. Yeah, I mean, somebody who completely hates it, you know. I mean, shut up, Jerry Lawler. Why don't I just wrestle and keep my mouth closed? Is that what you said? Not a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody cares. Speaking of hardcore wrestling, how about we fantasy book a hardcore match? This one's going to be a little tricky for me, but let's do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. There's There's a number of guys that I could go with with hardcore wrestling. And I don't know where you're going with this tricky part, so I'm a little nervous here. But, <laughs> but I want to go, when it comes to hardcore wrestling, I, I think 
what maybe because where I when I grew up, you know, of course you have your Abdullah the Butchers, you know, you have Terry Funks, you have so many guys from ECW, but but Mick Foley, especially under the tutelage of Cactus Jack, is one of those that stand out to me the most. Hardcore wrestling, it doesn't necessarily always have to be guys from yesterday, guys today, but those are usually the easiest ones to book. Sure, because you know for a fact that they didn't wrestle against each other because of the timing was off. How about Cactus Jack versus? The draw and Sammy Callahan. Uh, I think I just came on my pants. <laughs> yes, I'm backing away. By the way, I want I want tickets to this show right now. It's Cactus Jack versus Sammy Callahan. Yes. What was what was the the tricky part for you? Oh, I for me hardcore wrestling. A lot of it is you know and it involves uh, you know extreme maneuvers and a lot of props or weapons, what yeah. have you. So the tricky part for me is like how much of how much of the match is actual wrestling, how much of it is actual prop usage. You know, because let's face it, you're you're in that kind of a match, and more often than not, it's tables and chairs and kendo sticks and barbed wire and things like that. And it's cool. I'm not shying away from any of that all that is fair game to me you're not but, a jerry lawler but no i'm not a jerry lawler <laughs> but at the same time the more those things are used the the more effect it has on the match and that could that could be a good thing and it could be a bad thing it all depends who's in the ring mm-hmm. with sammy callahan and cactus jack you're talking about not even mentioning sammy callahan at this point but just cactus jack by himself you're you have someone in the ring who is one highly capable two has a high tolerance for pain as a human being Mm -hmm. and three has has a a genius level mind for wrestling so you you have this very very experienced in-ring worker in cactus jack and he can make all the fucking difference whether he's doing a regular match or a hardcore match so that to me that's where it gets tricky because anybody can pick up a fucking kendo stick or a baseball bat or or a chair or what have you and use it in a match but only people like cactus jack really know what else can be done with that well yeah you not only that but you you also you talk about the offense but you guys also talk about receiving end of all that. Again, he has a high tolerance of pain. Yeah. And yeah. He's, um, he's going to be the guy that takes fucking chair shot upon chair shot upon chair shot. Or, you know, multiple kendo stick shots. What have you. Those those types of examples. He can do that. Or at least he used to be able to do that. For, for, the, for the purpose of this conversation, he can still do it. <laughs> so that's... That's that's so important, and when when I when I when I think of hardcore matches booking, I'm not just putting you know I'm not you know again bring up Jerry Lawler because we're watching him on the screen here. You know Jerry Lawler, who at this point in his career, especially, is not really going to be taking yeah those no. those types of shots, you know those big time shots. I mean, it's it's always weird to talk about like oh yeah he's going to take a barbed wire bat to the head, but Mick Foley would he would and you know <laughs> he would and he has. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nobody wishes that upon another man, but, you know, we're fancy booking, so it's okay. <laughs> bang, bang, bang! Bang, bang! But, again, it, it takes a special type of person to be in a hardcore wrestling match, a good hardcore wrestling match. Yes, that's the key word, good. Yeah, because there's been a lot of shitty ones, you know, especially matches where, you know, you saw the individuals in the match are a little timid on doing anything and then what's the point of doing the match 
that's not going to be the case with, with Mick Foley or Cactus Jack and Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan can dish it out, but I've seen him take it many times. Again, this we talked about this with the Sammy Callahan situation. There's going to be a counterattack on him. If you don't think Sammy Callahan doesn't know that, you're sadly mistaken. Yes. He's waiting for it, and it's going to happen, and he knows it. These two guys will tear down any arena that they go into. There is, you know, you talk about no fucks given as far as Sammy Callahan. There's no fear given between either one of these guys. Absolutely. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a decently long list of guys who I love to see in a hardcore wrestling match as far as fantasy booking. These two really stood out, especially with Sammy Callahan's doing right now. Sammy Callahan, Cactus Jack, book it. Definitely. Book it, book it, book it. Uh, right now, we're going to uh, take a little break and pay some bills and figure out some more booking. Stick around. This episode is brought to you by Fight TV. Go ahead and download the app and support the show. Every time you download the app from us, we're going to give you $10 of credit to make your first purchase on the Fight TV app. Get access to all kinds of independent wrestling, Ring of Honor, Evolve, and many, many other feds. Only pay for the shows that you want to see. So go ahead and download the Fight TV app from us over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash fight f-i-t-e and we are back thanks for sticking around while we pay some bills and i hope you're enjoying this special preview edition of the following contest you can catch the following contest exclusively on our YouTube page, which you can go through our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube. You asked me if I had one more in me. I got a ton more. But <laughs> I got one more that I, I I don't know if I ever talked to you about, but it just it just makes sense. It's a it's a pretty basic one, but it's it's a fantasy match nonetheless. Okay. But it's it's probably happened in, in, in a gym somewhere in, in Texas. Okay. But it's never happened in their prime and that's what I'm going with with this. So in case anybody proves me wrong that it's happened before, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> How about a little bit of teacher versus student? I'm interested. How about we have Shawn Michaels versus Brian Danielson? And notice I didn't say Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Fuck Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Daniel uh, Brian Danielson, yes. Shawn Michaels trained. If you, if for those who don't know, trained a young Brian Danielson. He actually drove from Aberdeen, Washington, that is where he's from, to San Antonio, Texas, the day after his high school graduation. He wanted to be a wrestler. That's what he wanted to be. Yep. And uh, you know, we talked about his second coming. It's so great that he's able to live his dream again. But Shawn Michaels, synonymous with WrestleMania. His nickname is Mr. WrestleMania. He's synonymous with big-time matches and big-time moments. Brian Danielson is synonymous with pure professional wrestling. To me, this is a standout match of a different different styles, but yet two of the biggest hearts that, that love the business. Shawn Michaels, of course, had some gray areas in the past. <laughs> But hashtag lost his smile. Lost his smile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Bret Hart lo- love that. Uh, <laughs> loves you when, when he hears. Loves to hear that. Yeah, and I think that's one that I would say a lot of WWE fans, wrestling fans, sports entertainment fans would say like that. That one makes sense. That one totally is something that I, you know they might come up with. What do you think? 
I agree. I think it's a no-brainer. And what makes this more interesting for me, you you obviously have that teacher versus student dynamic going on. But what makes this match is when the student gets to teach the teacher. And what I mean by that is, of course, Brian Danielson trained trained by Shawn Michaels. But at some point, Brian Danielson, along along the way of his career, learned other styles of wrestling that maybe Shawn Michaels didn't. So, and and you know, this is before he hit his peak. So. Yeah, you know he hits his peak. If we're talking about both of the athletes in their prime, you're dealing with a completely different monster in Brian Danielson. So I'm excited, and, and I think Brian Danielson wins this. I was going to ask: Does the student surpass teacher in this one? In this one, answer. yes. I can't say that for every teacher versus student situation, but this one, yes, 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 yes. Daniel Bryan makes. I'm sorry. Ooh. <laughs> I said a bad word there. <laughs> Brian Danielson makes Shawn Michaels tap out. Hell yeah, I, 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 I agree. agree. Yeah, I agree. He's 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 way too he's way too versed from a technical standpoint at that point in his career. Shawn Michaels again, phenomenal athlete, definitely can go, Mister Fucking WrestleMania. I get it, but he he stopped learning at some point. Yeah, <laughs> believe it or not, I'm actually picking post-2002 Shawn Michaels in this match. I just feel that Shawn Michaels was about delivering higher ma- higher level matches. Well, yeah, he, I mean, he was in the right headspace to do it, too. Yeah, yeah hell yeah. So, uh, you and I are going to talk a lot of Shawn Michaels in, in, in the fu- near future here. Shawn Michaels, um, such a weird case where... Time off was actually the best thing to happen because you, Ric Flair said it best. Time off is a wrestler's worst enemy, and for Shawn Michaels, it was the best thing that ever happened to him as far as his wrestling career goes. It was such a breath of fresh air when he came back, and you saw this passion for the business. Well, you you know what? You're absolutely right, and but it makes sense, and I think this is a case by case basis. Yeah, because. With Shawn Michaels, the whole reason he lost his smile to begin with, if if you list, if you if you take any stock in what Bruce Pritchard said on his podcast, he he got tired of the business. He didn't want to keep doing what he was doing. He was burnt out. People get burnt out. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he had any less passion for the business. He was just burnt out. But being burnt out does funny things to 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 people and and different funny things to different people you know for those of you who who work a grueling schedule Mm -hmm. and have been burnt out once or twice in your life you'll know what i'm talking about myself included sure time off yes for people like that for people like myself i'm i have time off right now Mm -hmm. against my wishes but sure it, it is it is a good thing for for people like us and i think that Definitely was the case for Shawn Michaels. Sure, he got a lot of flack for just leaving like that, <laughs> and and that will always be like he will always be remembered for that at least part of his career. Sure, but you can't deny the guy that came back as being super passionate about the business. You can't deny him that, not at all. So I would have picked the same version of Shawn Michaels, because to me that is his prime. Yeah, so. Makes sense. Total sense. I mean, the Showstopper versus the American Dragon, that pretty much, that writes itself. It, it, it should. It should. And, you know, sometimes fantasy booking, ladies and gentlemen, is sometimes you got to dig a little bit. 
and that's why we love doing this. That's why we really want to hear your your fantasy bookings because there's so many out there. There's oh my so God. many. So many. We can't even come close to doing if if we did a five hour episode, we wouldn't come close. <laughs> it, just, it just wouldn't happen. I mean, it's just so many out there, and really, really intrigued by what you guys have to say. And we are again, we are watching ECW Hardcore Heaven '97 uh, on the WWE Network. I I don't want to do this pitch again, but 20x20crew.com/slash/podcast/slash/wwe network. If you don't have a subscription, there I said it. Ha. <laughs> I think there's a lot to be said when it comes to Shawn Michaels. We probably will be doing an episode dedicated to him and him only. I would love to do that episode. Yeah, absolutely. I'm on board. I'm glad that you brought him up because he is one of those like special cases where he it's like he did bloom towards the end of his career. And that doesn't happen for a lot of guys, you know, and he time off for him was a good thing, not a bad thing, you know. And I get where Ric Flair is coming from. Because for most guys, it is a bad thing. Yeah. Especially, you know, him coming from where he came from, time off meant you weren't getting paid. Sure. And and things like that. That's so, true. You know, a lot different financial circumstances for those guys. I've got I've got one more in, in me, and, uh, and I mentioned it because he's on the screen right now. Uh, right now, we're watching a rematch of sorts between uh, the franchise Shane Douglas, Terry Funk, and... Sabu, this is a rematch of the night that crossed the line here at Hardcore Heaven 97. When it comes to fantasy booking, someone that's always at the top of my my list here is Sabu. Sabu, for me, did not get the opportunities that I would have liked to see him in over over his career. Not that his career is done completely or anything, but I think he missed out. I think he missed the boat on a lot of shit. And, And I think it was just because of his personality more so than anything. I w- I've, I've always always been a fan of his, and as as many people have many problems with him, I looked at I looked at all those as kind of like points to grow from, points of opportunity. I'm going to throw it out here, and, and I definitely want your opinion on this one. Uh, Sabu versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Ooh, book it. Book it? Yeah, absolutely. Sabu is, is known for hardcore wrestling. Certainly, I get that. Uh, I'm forgetting the name of the the Japanese place that he came from, FMW. Right? Is that right? I believe FMW. Yes. And obviously ECW. And Rick and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is not known for that. But Sabu doesn't get the credit that he deserves for being a great in ring technician because he is trained by his uncle, the Sheik. <laughs> And it's, if, it's, if that's not fucking pedigree right there, I, wrestling pedigree, I don't know what is. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, when, when ECW was done with and his bookings came from other companies, WWE included, it was as a hardcore wrestler. And yeah, he was a special attraction. That's that's all it was. Yeah, that, especially with the WWE. And that's that's not that's not right. It, it, it's it's not all that he was. Yeah, it's a, a fraction of what he is. Yeah, and that's I don't know if that's what you're alluding to, but it, that's, that's exactly what I'm okay, alluding to. So that's we're on the same page with that. Like he's if you see his his entering work. And you take away the chairs, and you take away all that stuff. You're still going to get a guy who was great at high flying, who's a great in ring technician. And he's smart inside that ring. He's extremely smart inside that ring, and it gets over. It does. It gets highly overlooked. A match with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I look at it as the same situation as the now famous, finally famous WrestleMania three match 
where no matter where that match is at on the card, steals the show. Steals the show, exactly. Believe me, when I, when I first thought of this match, the, the one thing that did not come to mind was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and... Tables and chairs and kendo sticks. Yeah, this doesn't, like, doesn't mix. Really no, that, that, that doesn't mix. I'm not saying he he's incapable of using those things, but let's face it, that's that's just not Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. No, you you want him for his athleticism and his ring prowess. So yeah, no, no weapons involved here. No no hardcore match. Just straight up wrestling match. Just wrestling match. That's all. That's all you need. I mean, trust me, ladies and gentlemen, when I say the Sabu man, he's gonna go down for me as one of the most under rated performers of his generation because absolutely because even in ecw and i love ecw but again same same style style situation here where it's hardcore or almost nothing with him i know he had some matches you know his matches with chris benoit in the early days they weren't hardcore ironically enough that's where he ended up with a broken neck though yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's his fault actually unfortunately that was really his fault as we see, Shane Douglas can't throw a guardrail over the ring. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, those were those those were the matches that really stand out to me as proof that this guy is legit. He's a legit in ring worker. I would man, I would really love to see him in that ring with Ricky Steamboat. Those two would just would carry each other in that ring. Yeah, it would be so great. There'd be a lot of good back and forth. There'd be great communication. And you still get high flying. Though both those guys are not afraid to go up the top rope. Sabu especially, you know. I, and I don't. That's not hardcore. That's that's just a style of wrestling right. itself. So, man, that book that man. What a great way to end. That's an easy half hour right there. Yeah, easy, easy. And you're gonna feel way satisfied, but wanting more. That right there is how you book a match. That's how you book a match, folks. Uh, we're going to end this episode. Again, thank you for uh, tuning in for the preview edition of our new our new segment, exclusive to YouTube, mind you, after this, the following contest. And there's plenty more uh, to come. Stay tuned. Uh, we hope you enjoy them as, as we lay them out. We haven't have a set schedule just yet, but uh, be on the lookout. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can do that by going to 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube and hit the subscribe button and that way you'll know when the next the next episode or next segment of the following contest uh, will be available. And and I also want to add, of course, as always, we want to hear from you. We want your input and maybe just maybe we'll use your on a future episode. Please send us suggestions. Yes. I'm, I am all for this. I'm yes. so all a- for absolutely. this. Absolutely. And not only that, but I, I issue the challenge. We are looking, it's a very, very small amount here. We're looking for 50 subscribers. We're trying to bring this to a new level, and we want to start with 50. And for doing that, for being a listener, absolutely free to you. We'll do a special giveaway once we reach 50. That's all we're asking for, 50 subscribers, and a special giveaway will be coming. More information on that to come, but please hit that subscribe. Tell your friends. Fantasy booking, there are no wrong answers, ladies and gentlemen, so... Let us, let us hear it. You're right, but you're wrong. Uh-oh. Here we go. He gets me on this every time. <laughs> He's right. There are no wrong answers. But please don't send us suggestions like Finn Balor versus Alexa Bliss. And then don't give us any kind of reason why. Gotcha. Give, right. give us a reason. I, we want input. I, I mean, I could easily put words... I could easily take words out of my mouth and say them. Yeah. Doesn't mean that I should. 
Yeah. You know, Bastion Booger versus the Gobbly Gooker. Yeah, and, and, and then and then don't provide an explanation. No, please give us something to work with, folks. I can easily pick two. Matt can easily pick two wrestlers and be like, "Hey, that's a match." Okay, but why? So when you do that, please, we we want to hear from you, but give us some background as to why you chose that match. Okay. That's all I'm asking. See, I thought you were going to say no certain individual with the initials JJ. (laughs) You know what? I can't stand Jeff Jarrett. I I am the first one to admit that, but even in fantasy booking, he is more than welcome. He's he's not off limits. I I don't know why you'd want to use him, but hell, maybe maybe someone out there will fucking tune me up. So, but yeah. Always catch us on uh, on our website, 20x20crew.com. We're available on Twitter, at 20x20crew. Same thing on Instagram, at 20x20crew. Uh, come visit our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. Just search 20x20 or 20 by 20 and it'll pop up. Uh, like the page. You can get more information. I think that's about it, yeah. That's about it. As always, support professional wrestling. Support the heels. Support the baby faces. Support your 20x20 crew. We're breaking the ring down. That's what we do. That's what we do. So until next time, we'll we'll see see you in in the the rain. This episode is brought to you by Ebates. Do you do online shopping at all? Excellent. If you do, you can help support the show and save some money while you purchase stuff online. Have access to over 10,000 different shops online, including major brands such as Nike, GameStop, Uber, Burger King, and just about any other online store that you can think of, including Amazon. Each purchase you make helps support the show and saves you money. Accrue enough cash back and then cash out and receive your big fat paycheck in the mail from Ebates. Take the time, support the heels, support the baby faces, support your 20 by 20 ring crew, and be like the boys. Save some money. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Ebates.